You're listening to the Brown Trout and Bridge Beers Podcast. Well, uh, sorry for not getting the invite out uh, sooner. I uh, I dropped the ball just because, well, tree lids. I'll blame tree lids because prepping for tree lids and then recovering from tree lids was, was enough. And uh, congratulations, by the way, on. Oh, thank you. Thank showing, you very much. Showing some people, much needed people that they didn't have to win all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's rich. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, Trulings was just fantastic, and and thank you guys very much for having me on here. Hundred uh, percent, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, and and it must have been, you know, you guys knew I was going to win, or our team was going to win because you you had said this before. Hey, let's let's meet up afterwards. So, yeah, oh, we had to, uh, we had to talk. Perfect. We had to talk about the win. Um, uh, exactly, exactly. So next year we'll have to do the exact same thing. Yes. On the same date. We'll just, we'll just figure out what that date is. Um, yeah. So, I, so for those that don't know, what was this? A, like a crappie contest or something? Usually a crappie. Crappie and sucker fishing on Tenkara rods, right? Yep, yep exactly. Okie noodling them on the side. So That's what I thought. Yeah. No, Treeland's a premier muskie fly competition uh, for muskie on the fly. And it's, it's just a, a real fun competition to be at, um, not only to participate in, but just to hang out and talk to people. Cause man, it's people from all over and it's, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. It's definitely a, uh, interesting group of people that get together to not catch fish all weekend. Um, I was gonna say, ha- having, having never been there, but seeing lots of pictures, I think it's mostly people who just like to hang out. Yes. That that would be, I think. <laughs> and go for boat rides all day long. I was going to say, I yeah. think if we can, if, if I could predict better river conditions, Matt, I think I could convince you to go if I could guarantee we weren't going to be on a lake at all during the weekend. But that's, that's a hard, that's a hard, hard thing to gamble with. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. As long as it, if I didn't have to row on a lake, I, I might be. Oh, geez. No. I mean, we're, we're technically on a river lake. Uh, you know, we fished that Dairyland Reservoir, which when we fished it Friday and then we found out Saturday, that's where all the guides like to go and soak suckers. And I was like, neat. This will be fun to follow. <laughs> well, who knows? They might get them all stirred up for you. I thought about it. I was like, why don't we just cast at the bobbers? Yeah, you, you know, should. Just, you know, if they're chumming around. Um, But yeah, I... Matt, I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but we were talking about last time about news articles and I came across something quite interesting today. So there's some lovely Republicans in Wisconsin that are trying to pass some new, like, uh, what do they call them? Uh, hunting bills. One of them, they want to start harvesting sandhill cranes. Oh boy. And you would have to take a like hunter safety course to specifically target sandhill cranes. But the other one I found interesting is that they want to set a bill that would set the minimum number of brook trout raised in the DNR hatcheries. I don't know what that number is, 
I don't know what it is now, but I found it interesting that they also slid slid that little nugget of information in there as well. So they want to they want to grow more brook trout. Apparently, um, I I've I guess I've never thought of Wisconsin as being a place where it's tough to go catch a brook trout. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know about true. you guys. Um, I feel like it's easier than finding a brook trout in Wisconsin or Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, they're all over. Um, a lot of those little feeder creeks and everything else. I mean, you wouldn't think that there'd be a, you know, there'd be a lack of any of them. But yeah, I'll I'll be interested and in see if this gets any legs on it. Um, I I think if they're trying to pass anything that says, "Hey, we're going to allow people to shoot sandhill cranes." Yeah, <laughs> I I wouldn't want to be the guy signing my name on that Wisconsin. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Wisconsin? do they call those. They call them like the ribeye of the sky, filet mignon of the sky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're supposed to be tasty. I'd try I've one. Had, I've I would had also. One. I would also eat a muskie if somebody said, "Hey, you want to try uh, flaying up a muskie and eat it?" I'm like, sure. I mean, Wisconsin actually did that a couple of years ago on a few lakes too. They were like we're trying to, you know, make these more trophy class lakes. And they were saying anything between like 25 and 31 inches on some of those lakes. So like take them and bag them, like eat them, get them out of there. Them in the bucket. So it's like pike in some of the lakes, you know, there's just too many little ones and it stunts them out. Blue deal do the same thing. So I don't know. I just thought it was a little fun nugget of information for a Tuesday. Local paper of Lakeland times out of Minocco, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should probably introduce our guests. Yeah. If you guys haven't figured it out already. Um, Jay from MN yeah. Fly Tool and Stonefly Works. So yeah. why don't you give us a little little ten thousand foot view of who, who are who's Jay? <laughs> well, all right. Uh Jay Verhelst, um, born and raised in Michigan, traveled around, ended up in Minnesota now, uh, fly fishing guide for a while and all around fish bum. Uh definitely classify myself as a fisherman, uh, not just a fly fisherman. I just enjoy being out on the water doing anything that has to do with fishing. So, uh, you know, there are some lines that you can draw, but it's, uh, uh, don't worry. I won't bust out the 10 car rod on you there, Grant. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, I, uh, I've always enjoyed tying flies. And I think that that's really, um, as far as the business aspect goes of, of where I am and what I do, this, this is it. I, I love tying flies. I love talking fly tying and, uh, our tools from Minnesota fly to a company are just fantastic. And they're made, you know, as everyone knows right here in Minnesota. So, um, designed by my brother-in-law, Corey and, um, the family kind of all got involved in the business. So it's just been great with that. Um, and then stoneflyworks.com uh, is our way of giving back. Uh, my buddy and I started this company uh, and website a while back. And what we do is we give a platform out for local tires to be found, uh, professional production guys to be found and a place to sell. So uh, not getting lost on Etsy, not getting shouted down on TikTok by, you know, uh, all those other videos and yep. everything else you see on Instagram and Facebook, like guys that tie, you know, that we have on our site are just absolutely fantastic. And they're just, you know, I feel like so much of this is getting lost with so much of this other stuff. So um, it's our way of giving back and providing that platform for people to be found. And we really hope that uh, people will take a look at it and start ordering locally uh, from these guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good, good source. You know, like you said, it's, it's easy to get lost in the uh, social media world of tires. I mean, Matt, I think you could speak to that more than definitely more than I can more than a lot of people could. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there and you know, it seems like, especially with the social media that, you know, it's every, everything starts to look the same, you know, and it's hard to tell who's is who anymore, you know, but no, that's awesome. It's, it's good for, you know, people to have a place to go to, 
to show their stuff and, and also for people to go to, to buy flies. Oh yeah. Yep. And we also have a bunch of recipes and these guys contribute on there as well. And, uh, it, it's just been great. So we've had some really good feedback and I mean, who doesn't want to support something that's local and, um, yeah, lo- local's you know, available. Yep. All the time, all the time. I do want to dive into that side a little bit, but before we do that, let's jump back into the fly tool. Um, okay. why don't you give us a little, you know, little, what's your elevator pitch on, on the fly tool? What is it? And, and why does every fly tire and maybe potential fly tire need one? All right. So, you know, when we're tying reverse bucktail and this is how it all very much started was the fact that we used to use empty pens, um, hollow them out and then you're down to one size. Um, so when I was talking to my brother-in-law, actually at Bob Mitchell's uh, fly tying night, he came out there and he's not a big tire, um, but he came out for some beers and to check out what everybody else was doing. And I was complaining about the fact that, yeah, we just have one size to choose from when we're just using this pen that rolls all over the place. And it's not really <laughs> awesome to use. Um, and he's like, yeah, but you get, you get to poke holes in your fingers. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> bonus makes you, reminds you that you're alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Draw a little blood, leave a little bit extra on the, on the fly there for the musky to, to really feel it out and smell it out. Um, but yeah, these, these tools that we have and you know, the reason that they're there is originally for a reverse bucktail tying. And, um, I would say that these, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you know, we use a pen and it's just fine. Well, that that's great. You can also build a house with just a flathead screw and, you know, as fasteners and we'll just see how that works because man, that would just be tiring and tedious and you would just see stripping screw head after screw head. So the evolution is here. This is it. Um, clear polycarbonate. You buy them once they're going to last you a lifetime. We've had zero returns so far on any order that we've done. And we have sold over a thousand now. So, uh, we are really excited about that number and can't wait to continue it. Um, but the biggest thing that sets us apart from anything else out there is that there's nothing like this out there. You couldn't put us against the John. You couldn't put us against, you know, an empty pen. There's just, it's just apples and oranges comparison. So, and then you have the new additions, which are hair packers that go into the ends of each one of our tools and allow you to pack deer hair. Um, everything's clear so you can see through it. Um, polycarbonate is really hard to machine, uh, but Corey does a fantastic job of doing it. And then it's all vapor polished to make it look like glass. Um, so you can wow. see right through it. You can watch your work. Uh, you can see the difference right away. As soon as you start tying with this, like, holy cow, this is just, where is this been? So everybody that's bought them has said the same thing. Like, I can't believe I've been tying with a pen for 15 years. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. So, so um, were these, the, were these the tools used to tie the flies that won the tree limbs tournament? Oh, they sure were. Right, they sure were. It. And, and it's so, pretty funny because I had actually sold my personal ones to uh, somebody that was looking to buy some and I didn't have any more left on me. We had sold out and I usually carry a bunch of them in my truck just to yeah. have them. And I was like, I honestly only have my personal one. So here you go. So two days before the tournament, you know, when I'm usually tying up all the extra flies, I was like, dang it, I don't even have one on me. So I kind of <laughs> drive all the way out to the brother-in-law's over in Stillwater and be like, Hey, <laughs> I need tools, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to head up North. So, but yeah, all of them are, are, were tied off the tools. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, they just create such an amazing way to, you know, we were calling them flare tools for a while because it, you're, you're reverse tying that bucktail and you're just trying to get that great tapered presentation. And this just does it like nothing else. It's, it's just awesome. So, and you can add a lot more bucktail if you need to, you know, when you're tying with those pens and all of a sudden you have too much bucktail on there and you're trying to push off the end and it's like, crap, what do I do? Just use my hand and then get stabbed. So, yeah, so this works out great. And uh, yeah, we're really proud of them and man, I couldn't be happier with how we've been received. It's been great. So is there, is it, oh, go ahead, Matt. I was just going to ask, you were holding one up. We can see it. Yeah. Uh, people listening can't, but um, yeah. so there's two ends to it. Are they different sizes on each end? Yeah. So um, right the now they come in small and large. And actually we had to change the sizing because we used to call them pike musky and, and uh, 
and bass trout. And for some reason, the bass trout like didn't go over well with the pike muskie eyes. They're like, oh, we just want the one size. Like we, we don't need that trout stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, man, it's just a size thing. It's like small, medium, large. So now we've changed it over. But yeah, the small side is uh, the smallest end is um, an eighth of an inch and then a quarter inch. And the quarter inch is roughly the same size as your empty pen right there. Okay. And it is also uh, tapered on the end. So we can use this as a half hitch tool. So instead of reaching for your whip finisher, you can actually half hitch with this. Um, which allows you to slide right over that eye of the hook, get it right where you want it to push it all the way back. If you're uh, packing deer hair, you can actually push pressure on it, then pull real tight on those half hitches and you'll get right up next to where you ended. So that's, I mean, just awesome. Corey came up with that. And I was like, man, I was like, I didn't even know I needed it. And now I can't live without. (laughs) I I like that idea. You know, I don't tie a whole lot with, you know, deer hair heads, but when I do, it's always getting that, you know, half hitch or whip finish right on the end. That's, you always end up folding over a bunch of hair and real good knot. Yep. And when you can... When you can keep pressure on it at the same time as you're pulling those half inches through, you're, you're really stacking your deer hair. looks totally different. So, um, but small ones, an eighth big size is a quarter inch and then, uh, or sorry, of the smallest tool. And then the biggest tool, uh, has a three eighth inch and a half inch. And a lot of guys say the half inch is just way too big for deer, for deer hair. And, and they're right. Like, I mean, we're not really doing bucktail reverse with a big one. What this is more for is craft hair. Uh, when you're using any sort of craft hair and you're building up a craft hair head that you're pulling it all back, these are just awesome for doing that. Um, and I will warn people do not try to put glue into this and push things together because it will hold real tight with the polycarbonate. So there's my, <laughs> we, we've had a few calls of like, ah, this thing's glued to the hook and the uh, feathers and everything. I'm like, yeah, you don't want glue on that. So, um, but just a word to the wise when you're using it. So, yeah. so how, how long ago, um, did you guys come up with the, you know, or did your brother-in-law present the idea to you when, what year was that? Oh, you know, um, it had to have been, let's see, 2019 is probably when he came up with the first prototype okay. and it was early in the spring. And I had, you know, honestly had walked away from that conversation, not really remembering that we had the conversation, you know, it was just me griping over beers with a buddy of mine, <laughs> you know, like, Hey man, like, you know, with the brother-in-law, like, ah, I hate this. This sucks. Like I need something better. Oh, I can do it for you. And then all of a sudden he showed up and there it was, he had a, a working prototype and we've gone through four more and this is our final uh, thing. And it wasn't until I think the third prototype that I was like, man, this thing is just awesome. So I started showing it around and people wanted it and we're like, okay, let's, let's see what we can do a little bit more with on this. And it, it definitely worked out. And especially with 2020, when we released it, it was perfect timing because everybody was sitting at home time. Right. Yep. <laughs> so it worked out pretty well for us on that. So except so, for when the machine shops all shut down, then it didn't work out well. But yeah, that's true. Well, you guys, you guys are actually using manufacturing in Minnesota. Uh, yep. to, to produce them. That's pretty awesome. Yep. And there's a, a place North of St. Paul, white bear area, um, called loft tech. And that's where my brother-in-law works. Okay. Um, and he, you know, the first run, he tirelessly was at the machines like days off Saturdays, Sundays, he was doing all of all the work that he could. Cause of course, like every other small business, we don't have any money at that point. And, right. You know, it's like, what can we do to cut every single one of the costs? So, and that's the same with these stands. These stands are all recycled materials, um, that he's salvaged and saved and dumpster dived for. And, everything else to, you know, make these awesome stands for them. So, uh, so uh, yeah, for our, for our listeners, it looks like, uh, it looks like a matchbox that you could just yeah. put on your tying desk, uh, to hold the tools up. So they're not flying around and they don't roll off the desk either. Right. The, the, the no, way that no, there's formed. actually a, a beveled edge on the side. Okay. And, uh, I know the viewers or listeners can't see it, but, uh, there's a beveled edge on the side. So when you set it down, it just lays flat. And with all the cutouts for your hand, when you go to pick it up, it's not like you're fumbling around with like a pen or, you know, scissors that are laying flat on that table. You can pick this up real easy, real quick. So give you something to sturdy to yeah. pack the hair with. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's crazy when I think about, you know, like my brother-in-law Corey is not a fly tire. 
like, you know, he, he just never got into it. You know, he's working all the time, doing a lot of other stuff, but for him to come up with a design like this is, I mean, just blew my mind at how, how great it was for not tiny flies and being like, yeah, I just, I just whipped this together. It's like, what? Yeah. That's pretty good brother-in-law to have. Exactly. And then they just put your face with a mustache in front of it and you guys were able to just sell them. So that's how the mustache sold them all the first year, man. I'll tell you what, we got more comments on my mustache than we did on anything else that first year on Instagram. I was going to say, I I was kind of, uh, taking a peek at the website uh, a little earlier. I was like, man, that is a solid mustache. So, uh, any of you young listeners out there looking to grow a proper mustache, uh, be sure to check out mnflytool.com. Yep. And it is a solid, solid mustache. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It took some time, took some time, dedication, not a lot of dedication. Um, so to buy the tools, um, Mm -hmm. so there's, there's two sizes. I'm in fly tool, the best place uh, to get that at. I I think I've seen you can get them through some other places, but probably I'm in fly tool is the best place to do it. You know, directly from us is always awesome. And we definitely appreciate that. And uh, what we do is we sell them as a set total. So we get everything all together. Um, what the shops have done and which is awesome too, is they've separated them out so you can buy a single or a double, or you can get the whole thing. Um, so let's, you know, just talking locally, like uh, Bob Mitchell's, um, you can go there and buy the whole thing all together. And then if you go up to uh, the fly fishers up at Thorn brothers, um, they have it all separated out. So, um, if you're looking to do it singles and stuff like that, um, I would definitely go to the shop and check them out. And, uh, that's a great way just to get them in your hand too, and see the difference right away. Um, our whole marketing thing was to go to shows like everybody else, but you know, like the whole world is just shut <laughs> yeah. down. And what do you do? It's like, Oh yeah, yeah, we totally paid for a booth and bought plane tickets and now we can't go. So, <laughs> um, so the shops selling to the shops have been great because people can actually go and get them in their hands. So, and we're yeah. all over the place and we, uh, sold a bunch to Australia to awesome. um, Sweden, Denmark, Ireland. Uh, so any international listeners go out, check out your fly shop. <laughs> they got them. Yeah. What, do they set, what do they set a guy back? Uh, they're one nineteen for the whole thing. And that includes shipping. So, awesome. And you, you buy them once. And that's the whole point. We didn't want to make something crap. We want you to have these forever. So um, it, like I said, they're polycarbonate. They can drop on the floor. They can roll down the stairs. It doesn't really matter. They're, they're super strong. <laughs> and you're guaranteed to win a musky fly fishing tournament. If you guaranteed, guaranteed to uh, cast Dr- the musky <laughs> and, and drink and drink angry minnow beer. Those drink a lot of angry minnow beer. Wow, yep. That was a lot of angry minnow coupons in those bags this year. Too many. Was, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I was like, are we, are, were they just like, cause we sponsored this? Is this what was going on? It's just like, constant. Oh, I end man. up just giving tickets away. Cause after night one, I'm like, I can't, I can't drink <laughs> angry minnow beer anymore. So yeah. then I go back to the uh, drinking lineys and then yeah. downhill from there. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like it was downhill for a lot of people after night one. It seemed rough. Yes, uh, definitely. You, you see, you see some colorful characters come out um, after the seven thirty awards bell starts going. Mm-hmm. So it's always it's always fun to watch and then see how everybody looks the next day. But yeah, hey, was, I, our, I, was our buddy Eddie there? Uh, I did not see Eddie Rivard. No, ah. no, I didn't see him either. No, uh, I think he was. No, he was definitely there last year and year, year, year prior. And yeah. It, Eddie, if you're listening, we all missed you. Um, we, we need an update. We, we want to know what happened. Yeah. I don't know. Were you? He was probably like hiking, doing like a hundred mile through hike trip. Yep. Casting up. for cutthroat somewhere up in the mountains, you know, uphill the whole way. Exactly. Wind in his face. Slurping on Mr. Mr. Misty's. Yep. Exactly. All right. We uh, no enough, Eddie. <laughs> I digress. Um, I'm trying to actually, what else, what else do we need to know about the tool? I mean, it looks awesome. Um, I've, I'm a terrible, just tired general. I've used one a few times. I'm like, I need, I need, well, I need to get myself one um, because then I think I could actually tie buck down reverse because right now oh, yeah. I just get mad and uh, I usually end up quitting after a little bit, but this looks All like right. I could, even somebody like me could tie yeah, right a musky there. fly. Fine. Well, yeah. there's his pad. 
I, I got to get a. I got to get a proper tool. Gotta get the tools, there it is. Man. There it is. Yeah. 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 That, that good old pen with the one size fits all for everyone. And you know, that's, and it, it doesn't necessarily make the tying easier. It makes it more manageable where you can see everything that you're doing. Whereas you're not guessing when you pull that blue pen out and be like, Oh yeah, that looks horrible. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, and, and you know, the, I, I say it all the time, having options, right? Like the biggest thing is like, Oh, this doesn't fit. And now I have to take bucktail away or, Oh, I didn't use enough here and there. And, um, it, it just allows you to have that great taper, which man, yeah, it's, it's amazing how much difference it makes. So. And I'm looking at some of the flies on your site here and you were talking about using the, you know, talking back the craft for, for heads too. Mm-hmm. And it looks like yep. it does a really nice job, like just evenly distributing that. Cause that stuff can get messy um, yeah. when you're trying to thread it back like that. And yeah, those look yeah. just dialed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and it really does allow you to move all that hair around while you see through the clear outer shell. So, I mean, you're looking right through it. You can see where everything's laying down. You're not just guessing and nonstop, you know, stroking everything back and getting poked all over the place with a five out hook. So. And guys, just so you know, the MN fly tool is guaranteed to catch more fish according to the website. FAQ says absolutely. So for yourself for $119, you can get two awesome tools and be guaranteed to catch more fish. Well, I don't know. You get all else. the hair packers with it too. So right. hair packers stand, you can do all sorts of stuff with them. I don't Trout know any guys, other, guys. I don't know any other product in the market that can make that kind of guarantee. So no, no, no. get yourselves out there and get yourselves a damn tying tool. And then flight tool. <laughs> so you can right. pack some deer hair and do some reverse tying and yep. Jay will guarantee you a fish and he'll buy you an angry minnow beer next year. <laughs> angry minnow beers for everyone. I still have a bunch of coupons. So oh, yeah. I mean, I think that they, they never expire. I didn't see an expiration on it. I may or may so, not have some O-Pros fly patch patches too if anybody needs one of those for the <laughs> did you see the run on that table and they're like yeah if you didn't get one in your oh, bag like <laughs> cool I was, I was like, like oh my goodness i'm like so basically no one got them kids like, in a candy store everyone yeah exactly. kids in a yeah. candy store i'm like uh i was like we had we had one in our bag i, I don't know and strangely all of those tinkara rod company stickers were all over everything they on did. the lunch table it was weird i could not i have no idea how those got there that's so weird i think one even <laughs> ended up on the uh the uh musky fool um boat at some point but oh man <laughs> uh yeah um all right so i'm in fly tool why don't let's dive into well actually before we dive into that um why don't you tell us a little bit about fishing like how i know you said you're you're a fisherman you don't just claim um fly fishing you just like to fish yeah uh, how did you start you know you said you came from michigan um yep. you know what was growing up fishing with jay like um, you know, I, I grew up fishing with my dad, like most other people, but we, uh, fished the great lakes of Michigan. Um, so we were more out in Lake Michigan itself, fishing for perch, uh, and then bass in the bays and things like that, smallmouth. Um, but that's basically how I grew up and, and just loved every minute of it. And even though I was there in Michigan, I really didn't start fly fishing until later on. I was 15 years old when a friend of mine uh, named Darren, um, kind of showed me fly fishing and he just talked to me about it and he was like, yeah, this stuff's great. And I was like, yeah, you know, it sounds good, but you know, we're out on the great lakes. So I wouldn't do much for that. So, um, so I didn't make it up to the pure Marquette and I didn't make it up to the Manistee and all the, you know, Osable and all the great rivers that are up North in Michigan, like everybody else did. My dad just didn't do that kind of stuff. So I never mm-hmm. really was fully exposed to it. So I was more lures and tackle and downriggers for salmon and, uh, that kind of stuff. So, and which was great because tons of fun. Um, and then I moved out to Alaska and, uh, to be a horse pack guide when I graduated the day after I got my high school graduation, my diploma, I was like, peace out. (laughs) College bound is not for me. Like I I knew that right away. I was like, yeah, I'm not even gonna waste my time here. So I jumped on a plane, ended up in AK and, uh, my roommate up there was a uh, fishing guide and he take, would take clients out fishing and do that stuff. And, um, 
showed me fly fishing again, you know, kind of piqued my interest again. And that, that really set in, I caught a salmon on a fly and was like, this is awesome. Like this really fits me well. So, um, and then just kept doing it and doing it and, uh, moved around a whole bunch to a bunch of different places and ended up in Colorado, uh, for 15 years and well, almost 15 years and fly fished all throughout the state. And it was just beautiful. Loved it. Uh, drank the Kool-Aid. That's all I wanted to do for <laughs> forever. Like, yeah, nine to five job. Now I'm done. Like this is, this is it. So, um, yeah, so just absolutely loved it. And then my, uh, I, I started guiding out there a little bit on and off for different shops and filling in. And then I really thought that I could make something go of it. So I started catch and release trout school out of golden Colorado, um, where we were living. And that was basically to teach fly fishing. Uh, not so much the guy, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a strong believer that you can teach really, you know, like you should be teaching people how to do these things and teaching people how to do them correctly. Um, and you know, for years in the fly fishing industry, we've, we spent so long trying to make it as difficult as we possibly can to fish. Like, like no, you don't want this, you know, it's like men provisions, you know, like their symbol out here, their little slogan of, uh, you know, fly fishing's hard and yeah, it yep. is, but you know, but we, we've spent a long time all throughout the eighties and nineties and stuff, making it just absolutely difficult. And then once we decided, well, we, we really aren't making a ton of money off of this because, because we're not making it accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. And then Reddington came out with the cheaper fly rods and, you know, like it was accessible again and people started doing it and getting into it. So, um, so I kind of jumped on that bandwagon of teaching, which was great and filling in on the side. And, uh, then my, <laughs> sorry, I got my dogs there. That's all right. On one second. Close the door. Surprise. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, got the, got the dogs in the room with me. Uh, but, uh, no, um, my wife uh, got a job out here and for residency for medical school and uh we had to up and move and man i i thought it was it like man my world just was going to become crashing down right <laughs> like take me out of colorado fly fishing and skiing and come out here to minnesota and uh i was just so wrong so wrong and minnesota is just bountiful for fly fishermen for fishing rivers in general because everybody else is on the lakes and it is yep. just awesome and i uh, met a couple of really fishy dudes mark and eric and uh pete and a few other guys that kind of took me under their wing and were like yeah you fish cool come with us and we'll show you what it's all about so um and then i love bass fishing i mean that's my bread and butter right there smallies on the fly is by far like where i want to be right now fishing all the time love it pound for pound those things fight harder than anything <laughs> you know and i say anything that somebody's going to argue with me about tarpon and, and permit and all the other stuff but right now that's i mean I, I just love smallies and then muskie on top of that are fantastic as well. So that would be my number two for sure is muskies. But uh, my number one will always be, I think, smallmouth bass fly fishing, floating down the Mississippi river somewhere with no one around. Right. In Minnesota. That's what yeah. I love. Or, <laughs> I mean, or, no, it's really busy here. Don't come here. Or going past the, uh, the new plant with the guards in the guard tower staring at you yeah. as you're going past. I mean, that's, it's scenic. Yeah. You never and, know. And that crazy little drizzle of rain that comes off of those stacks. I don't know what it Even is. Even on a clear day. Covers, yeah. a clear it makes day. you tingly. <laughs> There's always fish rising underneath those lines. I just uh, yeah. don't really know what they are or if they have all yeah. their eyes or, yeah, so, or too many eyes. So hopefully that kind of answers your question of like, you know, fishing with me and growing up and, you know, this is, I, I love fly fishing, man. It's yeah. It, it's everything in my life right now. So, so I'm all coming from Colorado, do you, mm -hmm. do you bore yourself and go out and trout fish in Minnesota or Wisconsin? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that, uh, because yeah, I, I do. I, I, I do. Um, would I invite my buddies out to come and trout fish in, in, in the area? Uh, maybe some of the driftless down in Wisconsin for sure. But, um, it's fun catching cookie cutter rainbows, you know, in January and stuff like that too, uh, down at the state park. And, uh, now that we can, we can fish and, and do catch and release, which is great. Um, so yeah, yes, I definitely do that, um, as well. And also really enjoy steelhead, uh, man, that's a whole new ball game. Just absolutely love that. So are you a North shore or a brule guy? 
Oh, I'm a brewer guy. Yeah. Okay. I'd say that's, you know, North shore probably gone maybe 12 times. Okay. And maybe it's just because I haven't had the biggest success there compared to the brewer and, okay. and everything. So, yeah, but love, love the brewer. Um, but again, hate the crowds. <laughs> yeah. Combat fishing at its finest on the weekends. Yeah. yeah. You, you really don't like catching fish. You like fishing, but not catching fish. If you go musky fishing and steelhead fishing. and steelhead fishing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I've, I've made those, you know, those assumptions right away when I came from Colorado, that there wasn't going to be any fishing here at all. Like whatever, you know, when am I going to go catch bluegill? Like fine, whatever. <laughs> no, people no really enjoy bluegill fishing, Jay. Like really enjoy it. Yeah. With those 10 car rods and just popping yeah. for them, little poppers. Yeah. There's always yeah. carp. Yeah. Yeah. There's always carp. Always, always, always the golden bone fish. Yeah. Been a while since I've caught a carp on a fly, actually. Have you ever caught a beaver on a fly? Can't say that I have, but this sounds like an interesting story is coming my way. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> I, think I have. Matt's got a beaver. There it is. Yeah, we've we've told the story before, but fishing by the Stone Arch Bridge in the dark one night, and uh, yeah, I hooked into something that was just it was it just taking line, wasn't coming in. Thought it was you know maybe a big pike, maybe a carp, but you know I was fishing streamers or like the world record is hugest smallmouth ever on the planet, and it wasn't coming in, wasn't coming in, and finally I was I was getting you know making a little headway and you know getting it to come in and just a little glimpse of of light. I see this large brown furry thing coming at me and then it started slapping the tail and oh man I, I knew what I had and I had a pretty pretty stout leader on and I was doing the math in my head that I had a seven and a half foot leader a nine foot rod and a pissed off beaver on the end <laughs> so, somebody's somebody's gonna get hurt here oh man thankfully the line broke uh, unfortunately there's a beaver out there somewhere if he's still around that has you know Pretty nice streamer stuck in his side somewhere oh. and uh yeah i was quite thankful that he um got off i did not want to try to have to unhook or cut my line with an angry beaver on the end <laughs> yeah that wouldn't be good they're, they're angry angry creatures i don't think there's wow. many things that scare me when we're fishing at night other than beavers <laughs> and sasquatch there you yeah. go but both of which yeah definitely definitely terrifying yeah yeah they're fun I mean, there was a guy in Massachusetts, I know I remember reading about this, who was attacked by a beaver, like a 35, 40 pound beaver repeatedly dove underwater and kept attacking this guy. Jeez. Well, there was that beaver for a couple of years on the Kinney that would follow you like on the little path along the river. Like I'd come around the corner and I'm like, oh shit, there's a beaver. And I'd kind of like scoot around him and, you know, he'd just kind of sit there as I walk by and I look behind me and he's like waddling behind me like, hey, where are we going? Are we going fishing today? You got any yeah. hams? Yeah. I'd, I'd hop in the river and he'd just kind of sit there and, you know, yeah. well, when you're, you know, fishing streamers for muskies and all of a sudden you see that wake and you're like, Oh man, there was like, Oh no, beaver, beaver, beaver right there. <laughs> yep. Too close to the edge came through, swam underneath my boat, gave me the middle finger on the way. Like F you dude, I'm out. So yep. yeah, I haven't caught one yet though. I'll have to put it on the list. Yep. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's, that's good to add to the bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be something new for guidance. I mean, who knows, right? That could be the next new thing. Well, I think, it, and then at that point, you can utilize the hide for tying mm -hmm. materials. Mm -hmm. um, beaver actually tastes really good. And then I know a lot of guys that use the tails, they freeze them and then use them for like bluegill bait while ice fishing. So really, you can get a lot of things if you go fishing for beavers. Should you might want to check the regulations. <laughs> <laughs> contact your local, contact yeah. your local DNR, please, before you go out and try this. 
I would love to hear that call. Like, yeah, just, just looking at stripping streamers for a beaver. Any, any, is, do I need a special stamp? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't go fishing for beavers. It's no, it's probably, probably, not, probably not. Probably not good. If you know a guy that traps beavers, he probably knows the regulations. You probably want to get a hold of him if you actually want beaver pelts or meat or tails yeah. frozen for ice fishing in the winter. All right. Enough about beaver. Whoever thought you could talk enough about beaver. Um, not me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, uh, Stonefly works. Let's jump back to that. Um, so okay. you've, you've, uh, you said you and a buddy developed this platform to try and give local, maybe not local based on what I was looking at, just smaller in, or let's call it independent tires, yeah. a platform to really push their, push their stuff on. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. what's, what's the plan or what, what are you really trying to get out of it? Yeah. You, you know, um, it all started because I sell flies myself and, um, you know, we, I was on Instagram and you're, you're just trying to get your name out there and get stuff out there. And I just am not going to be that guy that's running TikTok videos. That's doing all this other music stuff. That's doing all the special backgrounds and whatever. It's just not me. Like I, I have a fly here. I want you to buy it. <laughs> I don't want to show anything else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just don't, I mean, besides the mustache, but, um, there you go. because that sells everything. But, yep. uh, but no, I, I was thinking like, what, what else is out there? So then you find Etsy, right? But then again, what is, you're just involved in this arts and crafts thing, which is great. There's a lot of good stuff in there and people have really good sites, but then you're also paying a middleman fee. Um, and that's, that's rough. I mean, you're getting hit with that. And then what else do you have? eBay. So that doesn't really work out all that great. Um, so what we wanted to do is all these people have, you know, I can't say all these people, there's lots of fly tires out there after 2020 that are trying to sell their flies. And it gets real confusing as to quality versus anything else. Um, so when I go through and I find people and I give them the offer and I give them the pitch uh, to be on our site and be a contributor and to have themselves listed, um, I go through all their stuff on Instagram, Facebook. I talk to them. We email back and forth. I just don't give it out to everybody and say, everyone's welcome. Come on the site right now. Real what staff. we're trying to do, <laughs> exactly. What we're trying to do is make it a little bit um, cleaner. So the guys who are out there selling, you know, that aren't just starting up, you know, just because they think that, you know, they haven't put their time in yet. I want those guys that have put their time in and aren't being found necessarily. So um, the platform, when you click on one of our tires brings you directly to them. It doesn't bring you back to us to order or anything else like that. You're ordering directly from them because we want them to make the money. Um, And then as far as people say, well, how do you make your money? Which logical question it's off of what I'm wearing on my head right now, which is a hat. And Stonefly Works hats, Stonefly Works t-shirts, stickers, all this other stuff that we're selling. We're not sitting around asking for people to pay us. You know, when I call someone up and tell them, hey, you know, we want you for the site. We're not like, but it's going to cost you $39.99 a month for hosting fees, plus this, plus that. Nothing like that. So it's our way of kind of kicking back and doing it um, in, a, in a different way, a different platform. And then we also have a really cool feature that my buddy uh, Will, who's uh, Will Giuliani, who's the programmer for this, he put on there, which is a map feature. So say you're going to Texas and you want to know you know, you're going to go bass fishing down there. You can go to our map feature and find a local tire from down there, order flies from them, pick their brains a little bit. Uh, you're going out down to Florida. You can do that down there in New York, Massachusetts, Canada. Uh, we have people from all over the country right now. Uh, and we're hoping to get some international people as well. So when you're going over to Sweden, when you're going over to Denmark, um, we can, you can find those tires and be able to order from them. So awesome. That's, but, that's so it's not, it's not just musky. It's not just bass. It's just nope. kind of regional depending on where the tires are, are found at. Exactly. Saltwater, freshwater, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, we have a whole list of flies that these guys have contributed to. So if you want to learn to tie something new, you're looking for a new pattern. We have you covered there too. You can get all different kinds of patterns in there. When you click on one of our contributors patterns, it takes you back to them, tells you that they tied it. This is what they used all of that stuff with all the photos and the step-by-step how to's, uh, which is great. So, yep. And, and, you know, we had so many guides in 2020 that just lost jobs and yep. they just weren't out there making their money. And 
if this is a great, well, if this is a great way for them to be found and to make extra money in the winter and maybe come back a little bit. Um, ice itself flies all the time to clients. And that's how it used to be, right? <laughs> like before mm-hmm. we were getting stuff from China and before we were getting stuff, you know, mass made, you went to the shops and they tied their flies and it was all locals who did it. So I'd love to get back to that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Generally those are the flies that, you know, catch the fish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I tie flies and usually I'll swing into a shop when we get somewhere and buy a dozen or two flies and I mostly fish those, you know? Yeah. Grant knows. I think oh, yeah. it's all my crappy flies and I fish them <laughs> at the shop. Mac Matt makes the pretty flies. And then, yeah, Matt's got like this hidden little container of the flies that are actually working. Um, so, you know, it's, it's all yeah. good. But yeah, like looking through the website, I do like, um, so if you guys go to stoneflyworks.com, you can take a look at all the different patterns. They're all broken out by like cold water, salt water, warm water, and then take a even, look at the recipes and everything even through there. species too. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, we really wanted to create this as a database and and make it, you know, into that database that everybody's like, oh yeah, did you go to Stoneflyworks for that pattern? Oh, did you see that so-and-so dropped a new pattern on Stoneflyworks? Like that's what we want this to become. Okay. Um, it is to be that, you know, directory for, for tying. And then we just hosted our first tying event at Chanhassen Brewing the other night. Uh, and it, it was great. And we hope to be doing more of those, you know, and not just here, uh, having our contributors as well, be able to do it and set something up in their local towns as well. Um, and where we can travel and maybe meet up with them and uh, be able to to do some tying together, uh, which would be great. And we're hoping to go for live streaming um, as well for tying classes. So, awesome. So yeah. is, is Chanhassen uh, Brewing Company, is that going to be kind of the home base here in the cities? Or are you guys going to try and hop around to different breweries? Uh, we, you know, we've been talking with Chan Hassan for a while and, uh, we, we will continue to go there and we're hoping to do a few others. Uh, our, our biggest thing is that, you know, we also are very respectful to everybody else who has them set up as well. Right. Uh, so, you know, like Robert, uh, doing his stuff over at Lake Monster, we, we're not going to take the first and third or Tuesdays, right? Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't do the same thing. Um, we don't want to do that to anybody. So, uh, the dates may change and we'll have them up on our website. And I know that Chan Hassan Brewery will have them on theirs, but I would love to do one a week. Um, if I could, you know, it, I, I love tying and getting out there and getting people together. And especially in the winters in Minnesota, man, like I, I'm somewhat a hard water fisherman. I just started. So, uh, and that's more bluegill and, and crappie for eating, yep. but otherwise all I'm doing is tying bucket loads of flies, which, yep. you know, I get made fun of all the time. Like you must have a lot of flies. And I'm like, well, I sell quite a few of them actually, but on top of that, yes, yes, I do. And <laughs> I have, I have them all. Yeah. And it's funny. I'll show you guys, you guys can see it, but like, you know, I got my bin here of musky madness is that the keep or throw bin this is the uh bin of maybe (laughs) maybe maybe that one will go it's i can't bring myself to shave them all down because you know after i trash a fly or something what i do is i go through with a razor and cut everything off and try to reuse the hook if i can um and that hooks are expensive man and you know sometimes you catch one dang little hammer handle pike and that fly is just toast so you end up with something that looks like this you know for People at home, it doesn't look like much because it's gone through the ringer so many times. Um, but if I can recycle the hooks, I will. If I can recycle the beads, I will. Um, you know, the wires toast, uh, yep. most of the feathers. But sometimes you can keep a back end of a fly and attach it to something else. So Speaking so, of hooks, Matt, maybe yeah. you can speak to this. Did I see that Firehole came out, released their larger big hook line? Uh, yeah. So like Predator hooks now? Yes, sir. Oh, I don't... I. I haven't seen much uh, from Joe, so I imagine when this airs, they'll be out for sure. Okay. But oh, uh, I, uh, my samples might be in the mailbox right now. Well, it's stupid sharp thing. coming in larger sizes. So instead of just like poking your finger, you're going to just put it right sharp. through your hand. Extra stupid sharp. Perfect for Halloween. So, 
so sharp that they'll cut you just looking at them. I mean, yeah. it's just perfect. Perfect. Yes, that's what we want. My hands are trembling just thinking about it right now. Jeez. And uh, my back shoulder from the wind cast that I that I'm doing behind me. Like, oh water man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's just good. Good clean humor right there. Good, clean, fun. Yep. yep. Um yeah, I, like I said, Stonefly Works. We'll also put this link um within the show notes and We'll Appreciate you know it. pass around on Instagram, but like 100%. I said, it's I really the whole like hey I'm traveling somewhere, you can click on local you know tires are in that region. Um, yeah, that's huge. Because yeah. normally like I'm on Instagram like okay who do I follow that's in this area, and then you're kind of like randomly hoping you can reach out and ask some questions, but most of the time you know you're not getting the response back. You guys have yep. you know put together this directory for people to get a get a hold of, and I'm you know I'm just assuming. I can almost guarantee it's going to continue to grow uh, as you guys keep gaining traction. Because when, yeah, how long ago was it that you launched this? Uh, just a few months ago. Okay. And and it was, and we are really, we really are proud of it. And uh, we are trying to really grow baby steps. And that's why we're not mass, you know, we're not opening it up to everybody and we're not trying to be, you know, an asshole about it, but it's, it's more like, Hey, like, look, we know you're a great tire and that's awesome. But right now we are baby stepping this so that we don't drop the ball on anything because we want it to be here next year and yeah. the year after that and the year after that and providing a database, like we're trying to do with all these patterns. I mean, think about how many times we save patterns on Instagram. We're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to save that to the archive over here so that I can remember what it is. And then later on, I'm like, crap, like I have no <laughs> idea what that was. So to be able to go through our site and search for hoppers and then see all these different lists of hoppers, or, you know, you remember who tied it paint, you know, it was Sven Diesel who was up there and he tied something with some TikTok thing. I don't remember, but, uh, it was, it was on there. You could, you know, possibly find it from him someday. Who knows? So. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that. Cause I save, I do the same thing on Instagram. I save patterns oh, yeah. and I just pulled up Instagram and honestly, I don't know how to get to things that I saved. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even, like I'm saving them. It says, Oh, just save it. I'm like, I don't, same thing like YouTube. I've got like dozens of time things on YouTube that I'm like, I don't, I never go back to that, but yeah. your site I could actually go to. And at least like, it's the step-by-steps, like looking through mm-hmm. stuff instead of trying to have to read through YouTube shit descriptions all the time. Yeah. So yeah, this is yeah, a great I like resource. I like too. it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, I'm always on Instagram looking for new patterns to tie. And typically, you know, you're just scrolling, 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 and then you're searching a hashtag or you're searching something else and a bunch of other stuff comes up that you don't want. So it's nice to have a centralized location where we can make this happen. So really appreciate it. Building community. So I like, to yeah. Say. And I like, I like hearing that, you know, you you want to grow in baby steps. Cause I think, I think a big part of a site like you guys have going is um, having good tires, mm-hmm. but having also having tires that can production tie. Cause anybody yeah. can tie one really nice fly for an Instagram photo. But when somebody sure. calls up and says, Hey, I want three dozen of these two dozen of those. And six of these other ones next week. Can you do it? Oh, you know, n- not yeah. a lot of people can, you know, nope. and to make, like I said, to make two, three dozen that all look the same, in the yeah. same proportions that that's where you um, really get into guys who have talent. Yeah. I, and that, I, that's I the quality of it all, right? Like there's quality versus quantity every single exactly. time, like quality flies make all the difference. And, you know, you can, you can talk to Lance down in a river rod company too. You know, he had mentioned to me before, like, how many times that you just see people show up with generic flies and it's just like, man, the hooks are awful. The, the tines awful. They just fall apart and disintegrate. And mm-hmm. yeah, but you got 115 of them for a buck. So right. yep. <laughs> like, good luck with that. So yeah. 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 Good, good quality flies tied by local people that you know what yeah. they're doing is. Yeah. And you know, my, my overall vision for this would be, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have these in shops? Like mm-hmm. you, you have your Stonefly works corner where, Hey, these are all local tires that they're, yeah you know, from your area or whatever it is versus having to just buy what came in a box. Um, 
I, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I'd rather walk into a shop knowing that I'm buying that, uh, or over some mass produced Orvis fly or you yeah. know, something coming out of that. Um, you know, and honestly, like any of the flies I've ever bought from friends or, or guys I've met or anything like that will last even just trout flies like nymphs will last 10 times longer than any, you know, Hey, I bought this 12 pack of nymphing flies off Bass Pro Shop or something like that. You know, they just, yeah. they just last longer and they just, the hooks are better. You're not getting as many bend outs. You're not breaking. And yeah. it's just better at all, at all for, for everybody involved. I think. But I think that, you know, with, with musky flies <clears throat> it, you couldn't buy generic. I mean, really, because you just, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't find them. Um, mm-hmm. For, for that size anyway. And that's why so many, you know, of the tires or the shops that are local are tying their own. So we're having their own guys come in and tie them, which is great. Yeah. Well, I mean, musky flies don't work anyways, cause you don't catch muskies, but I mean, it's Never. a really nice <laughs> hobby that people have to try and go well, out and catch not them. Unless anyway. you use a fly tool, then you're guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed to get an angry minnow beer from Jay next year. Get an angry minnow beer next year. <laughs> With the potential of, of maybe seeing a beaver wake behind your fly. <laughs> exactly. Or in exactly. my case, I saw otters. So uh, yeah. we didn't see any beavers, just otters. Yeah. The Minnesota fly tool team will, will be there too. We will come back to defend our our winnings. So we're already excited for next year. So yes, angry minnow beer for, for everyone that has a coupon. I really think, I really think that Trila should do like a championship wrestling belt. Thank you. We've been like, saying the same thing. Like it would be belt, awesome. Six foot tall, like <laughs> trophy that you have to walk around with. Like, and you have your walk up song. Like you mm-hmm. guys have to like, you know, it should be something along those lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were talking about it last night that we need to, we need to get together with the uh, Pennsylvania crew that beast of the East, they had their comp the same weekend we did mm-hmm. and top three teams should go up against the top three teams. And maybe not just for competition's sake, but you know, we should get a film crew out there cause it would make one heck of a film <laughs> watching people not catch musky, but well, exactly. Um, It'd be some great like, scenery shots and drone footage great. of people putting oh, yeah. boots on and sunsets, like, sunsets and boat going away. Yeah. Oh, pros can come by with their GNU going at like 90 miles an hour and possibly flag, things. Like, it'd, be, it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, those man. There's so many boats at Treeland. That was so crazy. Like that parking lot in the morning is. Mm-hmm. I think that's the sobriety check right there. Like if you can get out of the over? parking lot in the morning and get your boat. Oh yeah. If you're in the back corner, like that's the trick. That's, yep. that's really the sobriety check. Like people just give up. Like oh, fuck it. <laughs> <Can't do> it. <laughs> I'll see you guys at nine thirty. I'll yeah. be out there later. People are rolling out at four a.m. Um, oh, it's craziness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, four a.m. and the fishing doesn't start till seven. So yeah. Interesting. We're gonna Interesting. go. We're gonna go graph things. Okay. Yeah. Sure. yeah. We're going to go to Canada. Yeah. And go up there. Enjoy your drive. Yeah. Um, yep. I, Matt, do you have any other questions for Jay? I don't. I'm excited to get my hands on one of them flight tools. I'm going to have to put an order in. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, get a hold of me. Going to have to, well, you know, it is, I think it's officially tide season, right? Because yes. we're sitting later October, trout season is officially over, and mm-hmm. uh, things are going to ice up soon based on what the weather's coming. So it's time to get out there and start tying. So yeah, go to uh, MN, what, I'm sorry, mnflytool.com yep. um, and stoneflyworks.com. Yeah. We'll put both the URLs in our show notes and they'll be, you know, wherever we can post them and find them. And you can always reach out to Jay on the, on the Instagram or I'm sure you guys have the Facebooks as well. Maybe. Yeah, uh, we have the Facebook for Minnesota Fly Tool Company, okay. but we don't really check it. Okay, so Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram. Instagram is okay. probably the best. Or our website directly, one hundred percent. And okay. Tina, my my sister in law, Tina, does all the shipping and everything else. So if, if you have a question, there's a little you know about the site or about ordering, you, you know, from the site itself, just click on uh, on her little link and get a hold of her. She's she's awesome and she handles all that stuff. So because I can't, because I you know so scatterbrained all the time with uh, <laughs> all my tie and everything else. So. Cool. 
Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thanks for, uh, you know, hanging out with us, uh, on a school night yeah, and, uh, so let us know if we can help with anything. Appreciate it. Hey, man. Really appreciate it. And yeah, I will definitely let you know and get a hold of me on some tools and, uh, for everyone else out there, you know, get yourself some fly tools. Absolutely. And as far as the Brown Town Bridge Beer thing goes, uh, like subscribe, share all that other fun stuff. Follow us on Instagram. We will continue to post inappropriate memes for everybody to laugh or chill at. <laughs> yes. And, uh, we hope you all have a good time season. And again, buy yourself some tools later. Yep. Thank you. Cheers.